Our mindset is very fluid and very changeable, and we can change and cultivate a more positive mindset. In fact, a lot of the meditations and, and practices that we do, whether it's yoga and, or the chill mindset, are all things that will change how we function and the place from which we talk to ourselves and, and interact with the world. Hi, and welcome to the Clarity Cafe. This is Barb, and I'm here with my Clarity sister, Callie. And today we're going to talk about a beautiful topic, which is cultivating a learning and loving mindset. They're so close together, and we can learn a lot easier and change our attitude toward ourselves and that feeling that we have when we speak to ourselves by being more loving. So in our last episode, we talked about how to leave those trunk-sized baggages at the door. And so we'd love to hear your comments on that. And as we move into this mindset from a clear place where we've started to leave those luggages at the door and those heavy trunks, we have the room to have that mindset of learning and loving cultivation. But before we get into that topic, I just want to do a quick call out to how much we love all the engagement that we're seeing on social media. Please keep sending us messages and comments and likes and share the podcast. And we'd love a review. If you're on Spotify or you're on Apple Podcasts or whatever your platform is, we would love to hear and let you share with other people what you're uh, getting from these podcasts. And that's what kind of keeps us going. So we're always so happy to hear from you and also read your reviews. Mindset. <laughs> Let's all take a breath. <laughs> that's kind of where we live, right? It's our playground. It's our house, our mental and emotional house, how we speak to ourselves. Do you think it's a mindset, Barb? I think we need a better word because mindset almost implies that it's set. And actually, it's a mind function, a mind change, a mind yeah. mood all the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need a new word, the mind mood, right here on Clarity Cafe. <laughs> I like that. Exactly. Because we all know that moods shift and things change, right? And in fact, that's so interesting because, you know, initially, I think there was a thought that your brain is kind of this fixed thing and it doesn't change. And so you're either like a anxious person or a smart person or a very intellectual person or whatever. But now we know how plastic the brain is. I think all the research on brain function and learning increasingly shows how much we can change our brain and how much our environment and our thoughts, our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual environments affect our brains and affect our minds and our mind moods. So I love that. Uh, so I guess the first point here is that our mindset is very fluid and very changeable, and we can change and cultivate a more positive mindset. In fact, a lot of the meditations and, and practices that we do, whether it's yoga and, or the chill mindset meditations that are available for doing different kinds of things neurologically, are all things that will change how we function and the place from which we talk to ourselves and, and interact with the world. So let's dive into this topic because it's really a fun place to get some 
stress relief. If I am able to have a, a chill learning mindset and speak to myself in a love language, then I'm going to grow and I'm going to be more capable of change in ways that make my life more enjoyable. So for example, there are many types of internal voices that we have with ourselves. And we've talked a lot in our other episodes about other voices that aren't ours, like you might have your mom's voice, your dad's voice, or um, you know, uh, someone that raised you's different voice in their early onset. Could be, you know, anyone that was important in your life or present in your life early on. Those voices are voices that we need to kind of refine and separate out from our own inner voice. So many of us maybe haven't even taken that step. Check out. Uh, our podcast on inner voices that we did earlier this season, that one will really help you set them all down at the table and get <laughs> clear what voices mm. are what and how to deal with them. Yeah. But today we're going to focus on our internal voice. So we might think that that's one voice. But as we dive in today, we're going to recognize that there are multiple voices. There is the voice of you know, maybe I've experienced a situation and I'm having an old shame hit come up, something old or something that's happened recently, but it triggers an old shame response. Well, I may need to talk to that five-year-old in a loving inner parent way and voice. Or another thing we're going to explore is we have areas where maybe we've got to figure something out and we've got to logically work through it. That might be like a, a coaching conversation that we are talking to ourselves in sort of a coaching and encouragement voice. And we also may have where we just may need to be our buddy. Like maybe some things are kind of going a little sticky in our relationships. And the voice that we talk to ourselves is like, yeah, oh, hey, yeah, you might not, I might not have handled that too well. But guess what? We get to talk it through, figure it out. We'll do better next time. So let's dive into those voices, Barb. Which one do you want to elaborate on for us? I like the last one. They're all wonderful. And I, I can I kind of see them animated right now, which is sort of fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> since, since we love our animations and sort of our drawings of things. But I think that that friend voice, how nice to be a friend to yourself, right? And have that friend supportive voice when you hear that out voice that says, oh, man, I screwed that up. It's easy for us to go down that particular rat hole of sort of self-deprecation and, and maybe being a little harder on ourselves than we need to be. Whereas if we were having, if I was talking to you, Callie, and I said, oh, you know, I kind of spilled the coffee and, and then I was a little bit rushed. And so I didn't exactly say this the right way to someone. And I'm sorry about that or whatever. And you would just be like, oh, yeah. And that's great because now you've learned something and you're not going to do that next time. And how would you handle that next time? And then the shame situation, which we mentioned, you mentioned a little earlier, kind of dissolves in that moment because you've, uh, I feel like, oh, now I've been given permission to be okay. But if we can do that with ourselves and have that friend supportive voice that just takes away the shame and then you need forgiveness and there's apologies or whatever all those things are. Just cut straight to the, oh, I'm okay. I learned something from that, and I'm going to move forward. That just seems like the very best friend voice that you can have, and how awesome to be your own best friend. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's um, going to let you all in on a little secret. If you haven't already figured out, 
the majority of our stuff online, all of our posts and our conversations, is all about refining our relationship with ourselves. Because if I am my own best friend, then I am fulfilled. It, it doesn't mean I don't need other people, don't want other people. I do want other people in my lives. In fact, I can be more uh, present for them and less judgy or less triggered by them because I have an internal stable relationship with myself. So I love that you you kind of phrased it that way, Barb. And then when we shift into looking at shame, sometimes triggers can happen that take us back to a point in life when we were younger, uh, an event maybe where we were told that we'd done something terrible or we'd internalized that voice of, you know, I'm a bad person, I'm a shameful person, I'm not enough, I'm not well, I'm not whatever that thing is. And then in present life, something can happen, which would be like super simple. For example, maybe you've you've got a personal trainer and the personal trainer is helping coach you through getting your food dialed in and your movement dialed in and maybe you've got this really cool relationship but then when you have to report back that you ate a whole bunch of sugar or had a carb catastrophe as I like to call it um, which totally happened to me about 10 years ago <laughs> like I had this trainer it's a great word oh man she this she's fab she was fab for me at that time however the one thing hadn't really been dialed in was talking about the importance of fat and so what happens is when, you, when you're cutting carbs, but you don't have the right amount of fat, you can go for a period of time and then your body just is like, I need carbs right now. And so, Barb, you would not believe this. I did so good. I was like clean, 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 clean eating. And then several months in, or not even several months in, about three weeks in, I think it was, I had to report that every day, multiple times a day for the solid three weeks, I had been craving cinnamon raisin bread. Now, gluten-free, dairy-free, because, you know, I, I have <laughs> some things I don't eat. But, <laughs> Barb, I had to, in my nightly log that she would read in the morning and give me feedback, I had to report that I went and bought a loaf of gluten-free cinnamon raisin bread and ate the entire loaf. In a Ooh. day. Killed it. That's some honest <laughs> reporting there. There, I got to com commend you for that. I think a lot of people would have just hidden that. And then that would have been a whole nother level of recrimination. Well, and so, I, you know, because my thing was like, well, if you're going to pay her, you're going to be honest. But here's the thing. She always responded super lovingly, just like, okay, you know, bop, bop, bop. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to shift things. Because she was, you know, really great about saying there's an emotional connection to food. In this case, it was a chemical requirement that my body was just like, if you're not going to give me fat, then you need to give me carbs. And I just, I didn't even get a stomach ache. It was bizarre. Like I just ate the whole loaf, at, you know, two pieces of time, maybe once every hour, hour and a half, I just carb loaded, <laughs> which is a whole nother thing that some of our buddies with podcasts and fitness could tell us all about. Maybe we should go talk to them about the cinnamon raisin bread incident. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, I want to talk about what happened. So I said, okay, I'm paying this woman. I am going to be honest. The shame that I felt for such a simple thing. Okay, so what? You ate a loaf of bread. But it hit a time in my life where I 
had shame that I was a bad person because I'd done that. And so the emotional stuff that came up for me in reporting it, and I worked with her for a couple of years. So, you know, whenever I would do something like that and I would report it, it was the feelings were so intense. And so I used two voices. One was, hey, man, it's cool. <laughs> you did that. You know, it's all cool, lady. You're just going to pick it up tomorrow, work out even harder. And, you know, it happens and you're doing great overall. Let's move on. But then I had to do the inner parent, that loving inner parent that says, hey, this is bringing up some deep stuff. And just because you ate a loaf of cinnamon raisin bread does not make you a bad person. And it's okay. There's an emotional connection to food. And also this particular incident in my mind was less comfort eating and more just like <laughs> this like chemical thing happening in my brain, but separating out those feelings of unworthiness and, you know, not being safe, not being well, all that stuff from, hey, you just did this thing. So sometimes we need to use multiple internal voices to coach ourselves through things. Mm, that's such a good awareness to recognize that you do need that loving inner parent voice as well. I think as a child, I always assumed judgment, even if that wasn't the intention of my mom or dad, right? They were actually really loving and, you know, everybody's working through their own stuff. But but we have this self-imposed, um, when they're just trying to tell you how to be in the world, uh, you can interpret that as, as a scolding. And even now, you know, when something sounds a little bit scolding, it could really just be some good information, but it can occur to you because of the sort of shame that's underneath it as a scolding and then that trigger happens and those negative shame-based voices come. So being able to do that, that's cool. Let's move on. So your your personal coach in your life and your parenting coaching voice of you're okay, you're still loved. No matter what you've done in your life, you're still loved by your parents because that's that love that has no conditions. So that... and the unconditional loving voice. So that voice of no matter what has happened to you, you're still, and how you felt, you're still actually worthy of love and you're entitled to it. And it's part of your birthright as a, as a human being and as a spirit to, to be loving and loved to yourself and to other people. Beautiful, Barb. It kind of teases up for what our next episode is, which we'll get into a little bit at the end, but that deep, deep healing meditations for where we may have feelings of not feeling loved, not feeling well, not feeling safe, and the importance of really getting in and doing some of that deep work so that it's not plaguing us every day. Um, and, you know, fast forward 10 years just to kind of close the loop on that. At times, if I do find myself doing some emotional eating for me, it feels like I just feel like I'm not full and I can't get full. And then I recognize that like, wow, you've had three servings of quinoa and blueberries. <laughs> That's not a fair balanced diet. What is it that we're trying to ground? So for me, and we did a podcast on emotional eating, but, um, you know, for, and I actually didn't even bring this up, but, you know, for me, sometimes if I'm feeling like I'm floating away, so much is happening and I need to ground, but I'm not using my meditation tools of grounding. I'll turn to a little bit of food and going, well, let me just, let me just ground everything in my gut, <laughs> which doesn't work. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And I'm that's I think what most people that do emotional eating. I mean, I have lots of very intelligent, high functioning, wonderful people who'll be like, Yeah, I'm an emotional eater. Mm. And it's like, oh well, what are you looking for in that? And I think that the unconsciousness that comes with that emotional eating Again, we've talked about this, but it's just that feeling of not being grounded because food can be grounding. Mm. So if you can cultivate those grounding tools, back to episode one of Clarity Cafe, Grounding the Way. (laughs) (laughs) One of the reasons why we started with that is it's so fundamental to our feelings of being safe and loved. Mm. And so eating is such a great way to look at that because it's present in our lives and we have lots of opportunities to practice that (laughs) during the day and, and keeping those healthy habits, et cetera. But sometimes when you find yourself, again, maybe reaching for that third bowl of quinoa and blueberries, as delicious and healthy as that is, maybe what you're looking for is something a little different and a couple of breaths and a, a little grounding and closing your eyes for a second might be uh, might change your attitude toward whether you need that or not. Yeah. And it's so powerful to do that without being like, don't be a bad person and don't eat that food. Go ground over there. But it's like, oh, what if we did this? It's like that course correction without any judgment and shame is much more powerful in terms of changing how our habits are and how we perceive food and how we interact with it. Yeah, it's so helpful to have had that shift. And, you know, just to kind of clarify, like I said, it's pretty rare when I find myself going, oh, I want that again. I want that again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like mostly when I'm meditating and I'm on it, those sort of things aren't don't really come up for me. However, life happens, doesn't it? And we find ourselves losing our center and things going fast. And with everything we've got going on here with Clarity Cafe and a little bit of chill and limitless healing, which we're going to talk about in our next podcast, you could start feeling like you're floating away with a balloon. So for me, I guess the other thing I want to share is we talked in the beginning of this episode about being really flexible in our mindset and learning to coach ourselves and talk to ourselves in a love language. And for those of you who've been on the ride, you're practicing the tools, you're starting to see those changes in your lives. And we know you're there because we've been hearing about them and we're just super grateful for all of that dialogue and sharing of our community. The thing is, is that when we start to change, you know, spending points in a lot of drama and a lot of friction and a lot of noise in life, we find that we've got more points to spend on those things that are important to us. So in my life, Clarity Cafe is absolutely, you know, one of the top, top priorities and a little bit of chill is a top priority and limitless healing is as well. I get to choose to spend my time doing the things that I love because I'm not spending a lot of points dealing with friction or solving other people's problems, I'm really able to focus on my own life. So that inner voice can also help keep us on track. Yes, that not solving other people's problems and staying with your solid, loving, learning inner voice, I think is a great way to summarize all the good points that we brought up during this. And I forever will see cinnamon raisin bread now in a different light. Um, <laughs> As something that uh, that is a wonderful thing and and probably uh, very tempting to a lot of people, <laughs> and uh, and probably one of those things that I won't ever eat again. But I love the concept of of how what you learned from that, and so it becomes a, now a positive symbol, and uh, also smells really good. So, 
we'll look forward to uh, all those times when we're not indulging that short-term voice, but really the longer-term, what's really good for me right now and what do I really need versus what I was triggered by. So that's it, Clarity Fam. We uh, really appreciate you hanging with us today and uh, learning about a learning, loving mindset, how to talk to ourselves in different lights and at different circumstances, what we might need can change depending on the circumstance. And that what that gives us is as we begin to practice all of our clarity, mindset shifting and tools, we begin to pull ourselves out of other people's drama, people, places, and things, back into focusing on our lives and the people we care about very deeply, and then have more energy to spend on enhancing our life experience. And in our next episode, we're going to talk about our app, Limitless Healing. It's been released on iOS and soon to be released on Android. Probably by the time this podcast drops, it will be released. But that Limitless Healing is an app where you can go in and do really deep levels of healing a different type of visualization. Currently, we have three journeys. I am well, I am safe, and I am enough. So we'll talk more about that in our next episode. And until then, keep talking at us, keep sending those reviews and sharing the podcast, sharing the word, helping our community grow. That's how we can continue to send you great content. Share our artwork and our messaging start to transform the community online and people around you. There's so many negative voices these days. Let's put some positivity back into the world. And uh, as always, take what works from this episode, leave what doesn't. And if something's really working for you or you like it, share it with the people around you. And until next time, be well.